The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to pariomagazine.com.au. Welcome to the Commentary Booth, where we watch, and you guessed it, commentate on the week that was in movies and TV. I'm your host and play-by-play commentator, Jamie Apps, and each week I'm joined by a rotating cast of colour commentators to help you find your next viewing treat. This week I'm joined by Phoenix Ray, a rising star of the Australian film industry. Phoenix has received praise for his performances in Stateless, The Night Agent, Clickbait, The Heights, Wentworth, Tehran, and 2017's Australia Day. Today, Phoenix joins us to chat about his latest upcoming film role in The Rooster alongside film icon Hugo Weaving. The Rooster follows Dan, Phoenix's character, a small town cop after the body of his oldest friend is found in a shallow grave. During the investigation, Dan attempts to seek answers from a volatile hermit who may have been the last person to see his best friend alive. So without any further ado, let's get to our interview. Today, we're here to chat to our guest about their journey with acting and their latest film, The Rooster. Welcome to the show, Phoenix Ray. Thanks for having me, mate. My pleasure. Before we get into The Rooster, uh, I'd like to sort of get to know a little bit more about your film and TV tastes. What would you say are your favorite movie and TV shows? Um, You know, it's been about a year that I haven't really watched much TV because I have a newborn and it's been kind of tough trying to trying to get you know get to the tv my taste changes it's never it's never static it's hard it's a qu- hard question to answer but i i generally i mean i love the 1970s era films when sort of there was like a bit of a renaissance in filmmaking in the us i really like some of the stuff the koreans are doing i don't know if you've seen any sort of korean thrillers like memories of a murder or i saw the devil or the wailing a bit a little bit on the darker side yeah, Parasite was a big one that I really loved. Parasite is sort of the most more commercial versions of those, but um, I like sort of the original voices that come out of those places. And I, obviously my background's Iranian, so I do love um, certain Iranian cinema that delve into sort of social issues. The Iranian cinema is mainly surround social inter, interrelationships between people and sort of the subtleties of filmmaking, whereas the Koreans sort of focus on a little bit more of a... Um, impactful sort of hard hitting stuff so you know it just depends on my mood but yeah that sort of thing I, I do enjoy okay i can sort of see some of those inspirations in the rooster and maybe why you wanted to be involved in this film then yeah totally man it's uh it's sort of in line with this script mark winter our writer director wrote a beautiful script and when i read it i you know i didn't know hugo was attached or anything i just he sent me the script i was not in australia and i was on a different project and he's like i really would love for you to like read this and see what you think and when i read it it did bring home some of those themes that i just mentioned and it felt like um it's in line with the vision at least of what i wanted to do next and sort of came home for me when when i read that i was like this is something that i've been looking forward to do okay and was it just that it sort of hit those beats that that's stuff you like to watch, so that's why you wanted to be involved. Or was there other elements that you latched onto? Yeah, look, it, it was it was really like with with scripts, I try and just let it affect me and not put my own thoughts on it in the initial read. 
And if I can have an emotional reaction to it, then I know that there is enough in there that keeps my curiosity up enough for me to chase, uh, uh, you know, the rabbit hole that I, that I need to find. It's a, it's a slug, you know, the style of acting that I like to do. It's a slug. It's hard. It's not easy. So therefore then the choices have to be particular and they can't just be anything because it's, it's demanding. And so therefore, when I read it, I allowed it to impact me. And when it did, and there's several things, mainly in the words that he wrote, that dialogue was so beautiful, especially the hermit's dialogue. Um, for me, it was really impactful. You know, when you die, you become a tree. I mean, there's so much, there's so much in, in every line that he wrote that I felt like the writer was, was available uh, for me to reach in my work. And the writing was available for me. So then... I was like, okay, what? tell me more about it. And then they said, well, Hugo's attached as the hermit. And I could picture Hugo playing the hermit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can definitely see that in really interesting character there. The challenge was how do I, it was a very short amount of time that I had that I could do this. So it wasn't a long period of time of preparation for the role. So the, the challenge was how do I bring something in front of, in, in, in sort of, um, collaboration with Hugo, that's going to be a different voice and still make its presence known. Reading the script and going, wow, this hermit is such a large character and there's so much there to just go at it. Whereas my character was so internal and sort of quiet that I had to make sure that there was enough layers that it would balance each other out and and make it interesting. So that was the challenge. That was what was sort of, I was having a bit of a, a trepidation about I'm not sure if I can do this because there's not enough time to, but anyway, Mark was wonderful. And he was like, he assured me, you know, just give me a bit more trust and we'll work together and make it happen. So that's how that came about. Yeah. Very nice. And yeah, I imagine sort of finding out Hugo was attached to the movie as the other side of that a little bit daunting, given his sort of reputation and history in Australian film as well. It was initially, you know, it was exciting, but it goes from exciting to, okay, I really have to make sure that, um, that I do it justice, not just, but, but also, you know, interestingly, when I met Hugo, it was over the phone and within the first five minutes, all of those thoughts kind of disappeared because he just has this way of, I don't know, this, this ease about him that allows you to forego all your shadowing or your projections on him and just kind of see the man. And that really helps with building a relationship. So he was very good at allowing me to just not think about those things and just focus on what I needed to focus on. And he needed to focus on what he needed to focus on. And then we met on the battleground, so to speak, and um, we went forward. It sounds like you probably learned a lot from sort of working alongside him on this movie. I'm always looking to learn for sure, man. Always, always. Any, and it comes from the most incognito of places, the, the learning the people on set, crew that are doing certain things that you go, oh, that's an interesting way of doing things. And then you go, well, I wonder how they think. And then you, you know, all of a sudden you created a character of the light guy and the light guy has no idea. And you're like, <laughs> I just die every day. And I just, you know, grab something from him, especially when there's not enough time to like, you know, prep for yourself, you prep as you go sort of thing. But yeah, Hugo's technical ability um, and his process was really interesting to watch, different to what I do. And I, I really enjoyed seeing that level of mastery done in such a different way. And is that sort of people watching mindset something that's hard to break out of in your everyday life as well? (laughs) Yeah, it is actually. It's kind of annoying. You can't, you know, there's like ticks or there's 
just mannerisms or things I'm always looking at, uh, not even consciously. I just kind of find people interesting based on certain things they do. And I just go, oh, that's, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to use that one. Day. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like a source of, it's the best source of income in terms of information. You just go to sort of get a coffee or something, or you're sitting at the airport waiting for a flight and you're just watching everyone and picking up on little nuances. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful with that though, because you don't want to be like, in their eyes you know yep. I mean? that, that could, you could get in trouble <laughs> so then throughout the film i picked up on some sort of themes of mental health loneliness isolation guilt and friendship are there any others and what would you say is the core message of the film you picked yeah, all, all of those things all of the above but i would add my my sort of intention with with dan the character was um was sort of to represent those people who lead lives of quiet despair. And in a weird way, the hope was that through the journey with, with Hugo's character, that you could sort of recognize this, this light, that guiding light comes from the most like strange places that you don't expect. And that, that helped Dan get to where he needed to go to. So it's more of a positive twist on such a dark theme. I think by the end, there's a subtle representation i don't want to i don't know if i can give the end away but that that sort of full circle of dan's character represents the idea that all you have in front of you right now is good and can be good depending on your perception of it and it doesn't necessarily mean there has to be a big change in your life or in your in your everyday um work or whatever it doesn't need you don't need that what you need is the change of perception towards what you have in front of you and potentially that can give you enough peace that you don't need to find yourself in that hell every day. And so that was sort of the theme, I think, that was really underlying everything else. So then for the character, did you look anywhere in particular for inspiration or was it more just looking internally at your own life experiences? No, I looked I looked at a lot of documentaries, trying to remember the name of one of the documentaries that I looked at. I think it's called Peter's Farm. I don't know if you've seen it. It's, it's a beautiful documentary and it's about a man who buys his farm with his family, his wife leaves him and he has to sort of deal with the animals and the main, the main maintaining of the farm, which is a hard thing. And he's also an alcoholic. So all those themes hit um, Dan's sort of characteristics, but it was interesting how he dealt with it. And then internally, there are some things that inevitably come up that you have to use, but I first look outward before I look inward. And, um, and the writing itself was sort of, sort of, so clear for me that the creative journey that I didn't need to work too hard to add too much crap onto it. It was just like, it's right there. If I just manage to tap into it. Okay. I guess that's always a positive when you go in and don't need to do too much work. Yeah. It's a different kind of work. It's a different kind of work. You don't want to go in, you got to be careful exactly what you choose to do. Because if you write, if you read a piece of writing and you go, I'm going to do this anyway. And then you go and you're like, I have to do extra work to get this to that place of neutrality and truth and then on top of that i got to do work to bring myself into it so i can believe that i am a person that is not me you know what i mean and so if the writing's there the, the initial the first stage is done for you so you're like sweet mate i just i'll just go through the rest you know so then in terms of filming the the movie uh a lot of it filmed out in the cold damp environment of the victorian highlands what was it like filming out there and how challenging was that process? I had a very long winter. I was in Vancouver shooting something else. And then I flew there in winter. So I had like a double sort of winter. And in, it was, we were in um, an area called around Dalesford area, which is the, I would say the West 
a little bit northwest of Melbourne, about two hours inland, and it snowed. And I don't think it snows in Dalesford, but I think that year is just super cold. It was a perfect sort of boost <laughs> in a way to me because I was able to use physically the environment to, to um, gather information for my inner life for the character. So it was, it was actually a good way for me to work, but everyone else was kind of hating it. You know, every day going into the mud, trucks would get stuck in mud and they're just, you know, and I'm going, yeah, baby, this is, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> So it, 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 and it sets, actually sets a really beautiful mood and you don't have to, especially if you have a, a budget of that size, you don't need to add all this stuff to it. You can just go outside and set your light and blah, 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 and shoot the thing. And it sets the mood for the audience as well, as well as the actors. Um, have you got to have some summer now? <laughs> well, I'm in Melbourne, so we just had a, a storm come literally through our, our little town. I'm about an hour away east of Melbourne. And um, we had trees down and pipelines and we had no electricity. So now I've come back to the city. So it's been a weird summer. I'm not going to lie. It's been a strange summer. I did have summer in Europe. I was shooting a thing in Europe and we had four months of summer, 40 degrees. So it was extreme weather each way. <laughs> so it's been all right, though. I can't complain. Yeah, I feel, I feel like you kind of just need to just find a nice, like, spring, chilled out, nice warm weather. I know. Is there a place in the world that has that right now? I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say maybe, like, the Gold Coast or something, but then they've been getting the, the crazy storms as well. So exactly. it's a bit hard to yeah. find somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, we take it day by day. One day it's summer, one day it's winter. It's okay. Alrighty, I think that's pretty much everything. Thank you for joining me on the show this week. Why don't you sort of go ahead and let our audience know where they can track your creative journey and support the film moving forward. I would urge everyone to go watch this film. I think it's got this really beautiful, quiet sensibility about it. It's kind of, a, it's a film that kind of, you watch it and there's there's still some light and comedy in it in a weird way, but it, what's beautiful about it is that it stays with you um, after you watch it. So I hope everyone goes and watches it. It's going to be out in the cinemas on the 22nd of Feb. It's going to be all across Australia you can go in my Instagram and I've got it on my um, just Phoenix Ray and you can see the post there and it'll tell you where, which state has what cinemas. And um, yeah, I would urge everyone to go watch it. It's a beautiful film and, and, and just Hugo's performance in there is absolutely phenomenal. I would urge, I think it's his best work and yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of um, Australian cinema. Brilliant. Alrighty. Thank you so much and good luck with everything for the rest of the year. And hopefully you find some nice, warm, easy weather to deal with. Thank you for listening to the commentary booth. If you enjoyed our show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe on podcast services and on YouTube. You can follow me on social media at Jamyaps Media and at Pario Magazine. The Commentary Booth is a fan-funded production of Jamyaps Media. You can support the podcast alongside our magazine, Pario Magazine, on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Media. The following people supported at the community support group level or higher and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Brian and June Hart, Blake Robinson, Rena Renee, Courtney Paulson, Darren Hatcliffe, Jackson Carr, and Tracy Apps.